Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 7. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me, and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know, and people unknown to you will come running to obey, because I, the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. Adam, where are you? Unashamed and naked, in a garden that has never seen the rain, rulers of a kingdom full of joy, never marred by any pain. The morning all around them seems to celebrate the life they've just began, and in the majesty of innocence, the king and queen come walking in the sun. But the master of deception now begins with his dissection of the word. And with all of his craft and subtlety, the serpent twists the simple truths they've heard. While hanging in the balance is a world that has been placed at their command. And all their unborn children die as both of them bow to Satan's hand. And just before the evening, in the cool of the day, they hear the voice of God as he is walking, and they can't abide his presence, so they try to hide away. But still they hear the sound as he is calling, Adam, Adam, where are you? Where are you? In the stifling heat of summer, now the man and his wife are in the field. And it seems that thorns and thistles are the only crop his struggles ever yield. He eats his meals in sorrow till he sinks into the dust, hence he came. But all down through the ages, he can hear his maker calling out his name. Adam, Adam, where are you? Where are you? And though the curse has long been broken, Adam's sons are still prisoners of their fears, rushing helter-skelter to destruction with their fingers in their ears. While the father's voice is calling with an urgency I've never heard before, won't you come in from the dark before it's time to close the door? Adam, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Adam, I love you.
hiding. Hiding is something we all learn to do when we're very, very tiny. One of the first games that my children learnt was hide and seek. From a very, very young age, they watched me put a blanket over my head and play peekaboo. Then, with a cute little grin on their face, they put the blanket over their own head. And as they got a bit older, even though uh, out in plain view, they would cover their faces with their hands and say, you can't see me. Realising the game was on, I'd often have to say, I can't see you, where are you? And at that point, the blanket was slowly pulled off or the hands taken down and giggles followed. The logic being, if I can't see you, then you can't see me. I wonder if at times we put that logic into play where God is concerned. Think of a child playing hide and seek with his friends. On the rare occasion that he got to be anything but it, he sought the ideal place to hide. One day he thought he'd found it. They lived up on a hill and their house had a big porch on the front with a lattice work around the bottom. He found an opening in the lattice and he crawled in under the porch, pushing aside all the cobwebs, smelling the damp earth as he wormed his way all the way through to the other side of the house, where he could see out and see his friend still counting to a hundred. He delighted in the thought that she'd never find him. No one could ever find him here. And then it suddenly struck him. What if that were true? What if something happened? Nobody would ever find him here. He would be alone and he would be lost forever. And the game was suddenly not so much fun. He wanted to be found. And as we grow up, things don't really change. Now it's not an innocent game though. Two teenage boys hear the sound of their parents' car pulling up on the drive and panic. How would they explain the mess of this house? Their father's instructions had been clear before he and mum had driven away. No parties, no rowdy friends. But the unruly friends came and the boys allowed them to stay, despite their father's warning. Now the house was in chaos and the boys were a bit tipsy and dishevelled. In fear, they made themselves scarce. They hid. That, I think, was possibly how Adam and Eve must have felt after they'd chosen to disobey God in the Garden of Eden and then heard the sound of him approaching. In fear, they hid themselves. Where are you? God called. And Adam responded, 
I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. But you know, that's not the way it was meant to be. Before the incident with the apple, Adam and Eve walked and talked contentedly with God. They met with him often in the garden, in the cool of the day, we're told. And their relationship grew and trust and love were built up. The closeness they had was by God's design. It was God's ideal. It was what God wanted and still wants. So God is still calling to people, to us. Where are you? Many hide from him or perhaps are just too distracted to notice or to hear him. We do our own thing or are so busy that the world drowns out the sound of his voice. Yet scripture tells us time and time again that we cannot hide from God. He knows exactly where we are and he is constantly seeking us even though we do not always look in his direction or listen to his call. And he keeps looking for and seeking us despite us because of love. The things of the world can be like that blanket over our eyes and we can walk around with our fingers in our ears. Or perhaps it's just that we're not tuned into God's frequency, like searching on the radio for a channel and we get in all those crackles. There is just so much that blinds us and deafens us to God. God, the creator of everything, the sustainer of everything, present in everything. He is all around us, but often we don't always recognise it. And you know, the tragedy is that we can blame God for that. We can feel that it is God that's hiding from us when it's us that's turned away from him. Going our own way does that. It causes a rift, a separation. Back in Exodus 33, we find that God has gotten tired of playing games with the Israelites. And he tells Moses that he'll send angels on ahead to leave the, lead the people into the promised land but that he won't be going with them. And Moses was deeply disturbed by God's warning. And in essence, he cries out, what is life without your presence? Just as we could cry out, what is church? What is singing? What is praying? What is any pursuit of life without God's presence with us? And without God's presence, we sense that emptiness and our souls cry out to him. And deep down, just like the little boy under the porch in our story, we're desperate to be found by a God who is already seeking us. 
but God. Don't you just love but God moments in the Bible? Because you know something really good's going to happen, don't you? But God has a different game. His game is not hide and seek. It is seek and find. Don't we wish that we had a sign so that we would know exactly where to go when our relationships with God are broken or we can't seem to find him when we need to? Like a sign that says lost and found where we can recover the things that we've mislaid like a sign for lost children. I lost my daughter once on a beach, crowded beach in the summer. She was only two or three. But I saw a big flag by the lifeguard station which said lost children. And luckily, somebody else saw that flag too and led my daughter there so that we could be reunited. Or a sign for lost relationships. Like an advert in a newspaper for a missing person to come home. They're loved, all's forgiven, come back. How many of us want a sign to know where to go when we need God? To know that God is looking for us, calling out to us. But God has given us such a sign. God has made a declaration that he is looking for us, will never leave us, will never forsake us. So why do we question his presence? God is calling out to us with an invitation. And just as God called out to Adam and Eve, he is calling out to us, just like the missing persons add, God has made a public announcement of his desire to bring us back into relationship with him. God's sign though is not printed on the pages of a magazine or a newspaper. You won't read about it in the Times or the Sun or the local evening news. It is printed, however, in the pages of scripture. It has been recorded in history and we read about it on page after page after page of our Bibles. And the story that we find there is that God is not using a printing press to make his statement. He used a cross and he used cruel nails and he used his own blood. But his message was this, my children, all is forgiven. I am looking for you. I love you. Meet me at the cross. The table is turned. He now wants us to seek and find him. He calls to us from the pages of scripture. According to David in the Psalms, not only did God forgive him his sins, God changed the game completely. 
God now became David's hiding place. In other words, when David gave up trying to hide from God, God hid David in himself. Let's go back to hide and seek for a moment. A father relating playing hide and seek with one of his sons and his son always hid. The dad would go around the house saying, I wonder if Tommy's in here or in here. And at that moment, Tommy would burst out of hiding, crying, here I am, daddy, here I am, and throw himself into his dad's waiting arms. The father recalled telling his son, but Tommy, that's not how you play the game. But Tommy didn't care. That's how he wanted to play the game. For the object of the game to Tommy was in being found and then rushing into his dad's arms, the arms that he knew would always be there. Amen.
podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs>